Right, hello mate from New York. Greetings from London. Excellent. We are talking again about pitches, which has been a bit of yes. a theme, I think, for the, for the last few episodes. Uh, but this time we're talking about money. And the question yeah. is, how much does money, so the commercial terms, influence the final decision of a typical media pitch? So what is going on? Uh, and the answer to your question, Tom, is a lot less thankfully. So uh, perhaps in the past, commercial commitments, trading commitments have had uh, a massive influence on the decision making, not only to go to pitch, but also to select a particular agency. Uh, we saw that in 2015, in the big year in 2015. The briefs that we're seeing last year, the briefs that we're seeing this year, have been far more strategic. So the requirements of clients with regard to their media agency partners, certainly to go to tender and then to select a partner, have been far more strategic. All about talent, all about strategic capabilities to drive them forward. Those are certainly the ways that progressive advertisers are looking at the marketplace. Yeah, and I think, uh, actually, what I should reference, we, there's a really good blog post. If you go to idcoms.com, uh, we have a blog post called The Six and Only Six Reasons to Call a Media Pitch, uh, which you have a read of that without us going into the detail now, because cost saving is not uh, a good sole objective for launching a media yeah. review, because then it does obviously become all about money. But as you say, we think it's moved on since then. Yes. So what are the implications? Well, implications are, I mean, I'm going to share a quote with a very, very wise client of ours who uh, asked this question, said, price in a pitch is a leveler, not a differentiator. And what they mean by that is, yeah. is that you know, the agencies that are participating, you expect to be able to buy media to a certain standard, right? Nowadays, the yeah. spread of pricing between one agency and another because they've aggregated all of this a massive scale and negotiation leverage, the spread of pricing is pretty narrow, typically. And yeah. agency fees are normally within, again, a, within a, you know, a variation, uh, typically. So they, the clients now typically expect the pricing to be a leveler. And that means you know, if you're an, yeah. a big multi-billion dollar global advertiser and you're looking for a media agency, you'd expect the three or four agencies that you're talking to to be able to buy within a range and the, the resource and yeah. talent cost to be within a simple range. And that is, uh, you know, cost, point of entry, if you like, right? Mm -hmm. Then it's not, and it's not a differentiator. They don't expect to be able to drive huge gaps and differences between one agency and another. Uh, it just kind of gets you into the game. And the differentiator, as you, as you just shared, these days is the quality of, of strategy and talent, really, is the, yeah. is the, is the yeah. major differentiator. And so the pitch has to be designed, and the, uh, the decision-making has to be designed in order to identify those other qualities, the strategy and the talent. So uh, what our advice to all advertisers at the beginning of a pitch is to establish what we call the evaluation criteria, right? How are you going to make a decision? And that's really important yeah. to do right at the beginning because typically the, the first thing you want to do is align all of the stakeholders on the client side. Don't assume that they all agree, right, the purpose of, the, of this pitch. For, and for an example, in some organizations, you may have a marketing, uh, a marketing group and a procurement group who, whilst very collaborative and good colleagues and nice people, 
may have slightly different objectives in mind, right? The typical accusation yeah. towards procurement, which unfair typically, is you know procurement all only care about the cost, and marketers just kind of care, care about the talent and the ideas. Uh, not always strictly that black and white, but you might have separate, you know, slightly different objectives. Establishing the evaluation criteria up front gets a, all that out of the way and aligns them on what are yeah. we looking for, right? What is the right agency? And it's important to establish that up front. It keeps objectivity through the whole process because you can track and mark against that and it helps you then evaluate the final agencies against, against that criteria. The other thing is it allows yeah. you to share that with the agency and we strongly advocate that the, that the advertiser, once we've agreed what the evaluation criteria should be, we share that very transparently with all participating agencies. So not only do they want to win this business, they can understand how they can win, right? And how they can focus yeah. their resources. And it hopefully avoids, not always, because unfortunately we still see this, hopefully avoids scenarios where agencies come in at the 11th hour with these Hail Mary plays, I think the Americans call them, um, you know, where they, they literally say, whatever commercial offer you've got will beat it by 10%. That still happens. And agencies yeah. need to stop undercutting each other in that way because it undermines the integrity of the process and it, frankly, it undermines the integrity of agencies themselves and they further commoditize themselves if they continue to do that. So you've got to establish the criteria mm -hmm. and everyone has to play by those rules. Well, um, I mean, the big implications for marketers when they're preparing for a pitch and looking at the evaluation criteria is to very clearly define what the filters are that they're going to measure the agency's performance. And we typically refer to these as the three C's. Capability, the ability of an agency to fulfill the strategic requirements of, of that client. Cultural fit whether there is that fit, whether there is that empathy. And, and the third C is, is the commercial side of it. Now, defining that and then ultimately working out what weighting each of those Cs has to the overall performance and the overall decision making is absolutely critical. Uh, we tend to recommend against anything over 50% for commercial because then once the agency sees that, they think or they feel that, that perhaps that can be bought. So finding a clear balance between cultural fit, capability and commercials is absolutely critical. Right, so the media snack bottom line on money in pitches is that one, pricing is a leveler, not a differentiator. Secondly, the evaluation criteria, particularly for the commercial terms, needs to be agreed up front. And thirdly, that has to be communicated to the agency so they know where to focus yeah. their resources. Right, good week four. Well, I think it's a good week for an industry legend, uh, Phil Giogiardis, who is the global chairman of Blue 449 and, and the UK chairman of Publicist Media, uh, is retiring after 21 years, having uh, founded Walker Media, which then 
was was kind of merged into Blue 449, uh, became part of Publicist Media, and he is retiring after two decades of being at the same agency. And I think, you know, I mean, people refer to him as as Big Phil, uh, Phil the Greek. Uh, you know, he's widely regarded as, as, as a gentleman of the industry and one of the good guys. And, uh, and he's retiring after a, a long, long inning. So, uh, you know, best of luck to you, Phil. Uh, it's been a bad week for. Well, in, in related news. So, I mean, congratulations to Phil and, uh, you know, best of luck uh, enjoying your wine collection, Phil. Um, <laughs> But in related news, so the same day that obviously this is a combined press release that came out of Publicis, the same day that they announced that Phil was going to be retiring, stepping down from his role, um, they made the announcement, Publicis Media made the announcement, uh, and it has to be one of the most confusing press re agency press releases I think we've ever seen, certainly in the way that it got picked up by the press. As I understand, uh, Publicis Media have, have taken Blue449, which is the agency that Phil has been running for the last few years, which, if you remember, was a rebranded version of a well-established Publicis agency called Optimedia. That brand died. Blue449, strange name agency, kind of took its place, and it became part of this new Publicis Media uh, kind of family. And an announcement yesterday by Publicis Media said that the, the agency Blue449 was being merged under... Spark Foundry, which is, if, you were, if you're following all of this kind of brand musical chairs, <laughs> was the rebranded version, I think, of MediaVest or something like that, if you can keep up with yeah. all of this. So Publicis Media seem to be addicted to changing their brands and smashing them together. Consolidation being a good thing, by the way, which we, which we uh, wholly advocate. But it's just not clear, like what is happening with Blue449. It says it's going to be a local agency. Spark is going to be the global agency. They're going to share clients. I can see that's an operational nightmare. Um, it's not clear exactly who the leadership is, and I just don't think maybe this has not been thought through properly, or it's been thought through properly but just not communicated well at all to yeah. the industry. Uh, so speaking to a couple of clients yesterday, they weren't clear exactly how this was going to work or, what, or how it was going to affect them. So I think agency communication PR can do better, please. Yeah, and Phil's well out of it. Right, question of the week. A big question. Is money still too much the deciding factor in media pitches? Yes, no, whatever. Excellent. Um, you can go to idcoms.com to get more resources on this. We'll link to the six reasons to pitch blog. I think you should have a look at that. Uh, but that's your media snack for this week. Thank you very much for watching. See you next time. <laughs>